Shalom to all. Today's daf is Shabbos, Samach Tesa We're starting six lines from the top, two words into the line. Today's shir is sponsored, Bizchos, Esther Miriam, Masada, Baschana. The Gemara was in the middle of discussing machlekes between Munbaz and the Chachamim, how to define what a Shaygig is. Now, usually we understand a Shaygig doing something inadvertently means you had no idea that it was wrong. Now we're going to redefine that and realize that you can actually be a Shaygig even though you knew that what you were doing was wrong to some extent. And the Gemara asks, Ela Munbaz According to Munbaz, what exactly were you Shaygig regarding if you knew that what you were doing was wrong? The Gemara says, You were Shaygig regarding the carbon. You knew that by doing this thing, you'd be Chayav Kari but you didn't know that if you did this unknowingly that you'd be chayav a carbon and that's considered a shaygik. The Gemara says, Rabbanan shaygik carbon like That's not considered a shaygik according to the Rabbanan. So the Gemara says, Rabbanan shaygik what's considered a shaygik according to the Rabbanan. Rabbi Yechon Amar says, Kimon shaygik b'kariz since you were shaygik regarding the kariz afal pisha hizid belav even though you were amazed regarding its lav. Meaning you knew that it was usher to do this thing and that this thing is a lav. So you were amazed regarding that but you didn't know that by doing this thing on purpose you'd be chayav kariz. So that's considered a shaygik. You have to be shagig regarding the love and the cars, meaning you have to be completely unawares that this thing is usher. Amarava Rava says, My time is Rashim and Lakish. What's Lakish's reasoning that you have to be completely unawares that this is usher? Amar Kar the Pasik says, They're not to be done, Bishgaga, inadvertently, and you'll be found guilty. You have to be complete shagig regarding the love and its cars. The Pasuk starts out, Asher loisei that they shall not be done. That's referring to the love, loisei say, don't do it. And if you're shaygig, meaning if you didn't know you're not allowed to do it, that's considered a shaygig. But if you knew you weren't allowed to do it, you just didn't know the extent of the punishment, that's considered amazing. What does he do with the Pasuk Rish Lakesh? It seems pretty convincing. He needs it for a different brisa. The brisa says, for among people of the land. This is referring to a person who's May am ha'aretz, he has to bring a carbon if he does something b'shegeg. Prat lemumar, this excludes a mumar who is someone that purposely and routinely disregards what the Tyra says, so he doesn't have to bring a carbon. Rav Shimon Elazar, Rav Shimon, Rav Shimon, he learns this out from somewhere else, and this is the pasuk Rabbi Yechon needs. Asher loyse hasena bishkagav ashem, they shouldn't be done, and a person did it inadvertently, and he's found guilty. What do we learn from there? Says Rav Shimon Elazar, Rav Shimon, Rav Shimon, hashav miyadiyasei, someone that's going to refrain from doing this thing as a result of his knowledge that now it's usher, maybe carbon al So he's going to bring a carbon because of the shkaga he did this inadvertently. But loyshav miyadiyasei, if he's not going to refrain from doing this avera. Even though now he knows it's usher, and it may be carbon. He's not going to bring a carbon on his shaygig. So Rabbi Yechonon uses Rish Lakish's pasuk or something else. Therefore, Rabbi Yechonon can still continue explaining that the Chachamim's definition of a shaygig is you might know that this thing is a lav, but you didn't know that it has karis attached to it, so you're still considered a shaygig. And the Gemara brings a proof for this. Tanan, we have a Mishnah. There's 40 minus 1 of Asmlachas, meaning 39 of Asmlachas. We ask on that. What do we need a count for? I could count myself. Why does the Mishnah need to tell me that there's 40, 39 Malachas. Rabbi Yechon explains, If a person does all the Malachas with one lapse of awareness, he's a new Chatas for every single one, which means he would be Chayv 39 Chatas over one Shabbos. The Gemara asks, How is this possible? He was deliberate regarding Shabbos. However, he was a Shagig regarding the Malacha. And we're going to explain this. This makes sense. The Rabbi Yechon explains the Chachamim. Since this person was shagig regarding the kares, even though he was deliberate regarding the lav, 
even though he knows that it's usher to do this on Shabbos, he doesn't know he'll get curries for this. So Mishkachas law, we can find that a person can be chayv 39 chatois over one Shabbos, he knew that it's usher to do malach on Shabbos, but he didn't know that he would be chayv curries for doing it. So great, he knows today's Shabbos, he knows he's not allowed to do malacha, but he didn't know that there's curries attached to it, so he's chayv 39 chatois. According to Rish Lakesh, the Amr Hachi Yishkaik Balav Vikaris, he has to be completely unaware that this thing is Usr. So, Diyadullah Shabbos Bamai, the Gemara had said that he's Chayiv, that he knows it's Shabbos, but he doesn't know something else. Well, if he knows that it's Shabbos, so then already according to Rish Lakesh, he's Chayiv Karis. He's not, it's not considered a Shagig. So we say, no, the other bit Chumen. He knows that there's an Isser of going outside the Tchum on Shabbos, but I'll leave it to Rabbi Kiva that holds that that's Isser the Iraisa. So this fellow knows that it's Shabbos, but the only thing he knows about Shabbos is that he's not allowed to go outside the Tchum. He doesn't know that all the other 39 Malachas are Usser, and so according to Shlakish, he still can be Chayv 39 Chatois, that he knows it's Shabbos, but he doesn't know that those things are Usser. The Gemara continues talking about Shagig. According to which Tano was this Brisa taught? Shagig Bazel Bazef, a person was Shagig regarding this and that. He was Shagig regarding Shabbos and Malachas. He didn't know it's Shabbos. He didn't know these Malachas were Asher on Shabbos. Zo Shagig This is the quintessential case of Shagig spoken about in the Torah. The person had no idea that what he was doing was wrong. He was amazed regarding this and that. Shabbos and the Malachas. Zo he amazed it This is the quintessential case of Mazed in the Torah. Shagig Bazel Bazef. He was a Shagig regarding Shabbos. He didn't know it's Today's Shabbos, but he was mazed regarding the malachas. He knew that these malachas are us on Shabbos. He was a shagig regarding these malachas. He didn't know these malachas were us on Shabbos. He was mazed that he knew today was Shabbos. He says, I know that this malachas is us. I don't know whether or not a person's chayv a carbon for doing this malacha. Chayv, he's chayv. Keman, who's this brass like? Kemon baz, it's like monbaz. Monbaz had previously told us that if a person knows that something's us he just doesn't know whether or not there's a carbon attached to it, that's considered a shagig. And that was the last halacha of this b'risa. Now, quick recap of these halachas. Everyone agrees that if someone does not know that something's usher in any which sort of way, that is considered a shaygig. There's machlekes. If a person has some sort of knowledge, he just only has limited knowledge of the isra of this thing, what's considered a shagig? Munbaz holds, if a person knows that this thing is shagig, he just doesn't know that there's a carbon attached to this lav, that's still considered a shagig. The chachamim hold, that's not considered a shagig, but there's a machlekes about how far the chachamim's opinion extend. Rish Lakish holds in the chachamim that a person has to be completely unawares that this is a lav and that it's usher, and that's the only scenario of a shagig. Rabbi Yechanan, whose opinion we'll be focusing on in the coming Gemaras, holds that according to the chachamim, if a person knows that this thing is usher, he's aware it's usher, he just is unaware that there's a chi of kares that comes along with this lav, that still can be considered a shaygig. And Amr Abaye, Abaye is going to tell us a halacha regarding this. Hakal ma'idim, everyone agrees b'shvuaz bitui, regarding shvuaz bitui, which we'll explain what that is in a second, she'en chayav anulay a karban, a person is not going to be chayav a karban for being over a shvuah, as she yishkag belav shabah, until he's shaygig regarding its lav. The Torah tells us that a person is chayav to bring a karban if he makes a false shvuah. There's two cases is a shvuah's bitoy, a shvuah of utterance. This is either a case where a person says, I will not do something in the future, and he does do it. That's called a shvuah la'asid. And there's a shvuah la'avar, a shvuah in the past, where a person says, I didn't do something, and he did do it. Now, it's very important. The Pusik tells us all the way at the end of the Pusik discussing shvuah's bitoy, it says, v'ne'elam mimenu. It has to be concealed from him. The only way he could be chayev for being over on a shvuah's bitoy, if when he was doing it, it was concealed from him. And that's what this halacha abai is teaching us, that everyone agrees that by shvuah's bitoy, He's only chayav a carbon if he was shaygig when he was doing it, meaning when he was over the shvua, he completely was unaware that what he was doing was something wrong. Now the Gemara asks, 
Who is this Hakamaidim that everyone agrees? Rabbi Yechanan. It's Rabbi Yechanan agrees. Even though Rabbi Yechanan says that a person could be considered a Shege, even though he knows that what he's doing is wrong. He's just unaware that it has a, a problem of Kares. Over here he agrees that he's only going to be considered a Shege if he was completely unaware that what he was doing was wrong. The Gemara asks Pshita. That's obvious. Kika Amr Rabbi Yechanan. Only time Rabbi Yechanan says this Chidesh Halacha is Hechad Kares. That's only when there's Kares involved with the law that he's doing. Aval Hacha. But over here regarding Shavuot, the like a Kares, there's no Kares by being of course he doesn't hold that you would still be considered a shaygig if you knew what you were doing is wrong. The only way you could be considered a shaygig in the case of Shavuot's Bitu is if you didn't know that what you were doing at the time was wrong. The Gemara says, no, I'll tell you why it's a chidesh even a Rabbi Yechon over here. Since the whole fact that your chayav carbon regarding Shavuot's Bitu is a chidesh, across the entire Torah, we don't find a lav that you only bring a carbon and it doesn't have karis attached to it, except for the case of Shavuah's Bitu, if a person is over his Shavuah, he's Chayav a Karban, and there is no Kares. Vahacha Maisi, and over here you would bring a Karban. So therefore, I might have thought, Kishagag B'Karban Nami, if a person was a Shagig regarding the Karban, meaning a person knows that he's saying a false Shavuah, he just doesn't know that he's Chayav to bring a Karban for saying a false Shavuah, L'Chayav, perhaps he should have to bring a Karban in that case. Also, the Gemara and Samach Tes Amad Beis on the top tells us, Kemash Malon, the Chiddush and Rabbi Yechon, and over here is, that he would agree that the only way a person is Chayav to bring a Karban in the case of Shavuah's Bitoy, as if he was unaware that what he was doing was wrong. Now the Gemara asks, Mesve, we're asking on Abayas Chedesh, Ezu Shegas Shavuah's Bitoy L'Sha'avar. How can you have the case of a Shavuah's Bitoy in the past? In the future, it's very easy. A person at 8 o'clock in the morning says, I will not eat today. By 10 o'clock, he already forgot what he said, and then he eats. So he was a Shagig, he forgot that he said he wasn't going to eat today. But how do you have something L'Sha'avar in the past? 10 o'clock in the morning, the guy says, I did not eat this morning. What does that mean? He forgot that he ate. So it's very difficult. So the Gemara says, She'im Amar, if the person says, I know that the Shavuah that I'm making is Asr. I know that I ate at 8 o'clock in the morning. I don't know whether or not I'm going to be Chayav a Karban for saying this. Chayav, then he's Chayav. So this is a question on Abayi. Abayi wanted to say the Shavuah's Bitoy, Rabbi Yechonin agrees that the only way that you're Chayav a Karban if you are unaware that what you did was Asr. But over here, we have a Brisa that tells us Beferosh that even regarding a Shavuah's Bitoy, if you are aware that what you were doing, you just don't know that you would have to bring a Karban, that you're still Chayav. So Abayas Chiddush and Rabbi Yechonin is wrong. The Gemara says, no, Hamani Munbaz he. That part of the Brisa is Munbaz that tells us that if you were unaware of the fact that you had to bring a carbon, that's considered a shaygig. But according to Rabbi Yechnan, that's not considered a shaygig. The Gemara says, Lishnachrina, we have a different way of understanding this. Money, who's this part of the Brisa? Like Ilium and Munbaz, if you're going to tell me it's Munbaz, Pshita, it's Pashat, it's like Munbaz, it's not a Chiddush. Hash the Bechal the Lav Chiddush, in the whole, all of Torah, it's not a Chiddush to say that you're Chayav a carbon, Amar Shigos, carbon Shmash Gaga. Munbaz holds that if a person was unaware that he'd be Chayav a carbon, that's considered a shaygig. Hach over here to Chiddush, it's a Chiddush that the person has to bring a carbon in Shavuaz Bitoy, as we had said at the bottom of Amr Aleph, it's the only lav in the Torah that a person would bring a carbon and it doesn't have a karis attached to it. Like Kal Shikain, of course it's Chiddush applies. So it can't be that the Chiddush of this Brisa is that we hold like Mumbaz. El lav, it must be Rabbanan he that the Brisa is the opinion of the Rabbanan. And this is a disproof to Abai that said that Rabbi Yechanan has a Chiddush that specifically regarding Shavuaz Bitoy, a person would only be considered a Shagig if he didn't know that what he was doing was wrong. The second part of this Brisa proves that Abai is not right. Vamra Abai, 
another halacha from Abai, Hakalmaidim, everyone agrees, but Truma, regarding Truma, Shein Chayev Nola Chaymesh, a person's not Chayev Chaymesh, Achiyishkeg Belav Shabbat, until he's a Shagig regarding the Lav Shabbat. What are we talking about here? We know that a non Kayin is not allowed to eat Truma. If he does so, he's quote unquote stealing from the Kayin, and not only does he have to pay back the principal amount that he ate, he also has to pay the penalty of a Chaymesh. So the Chiddush over here, Abai is telling us, is that everyone agrees regarding Truma. If a non Kayin eats Truma, the only way he'd be Chayev this Chaymesh, which is the penalty part of it, is only if he was Shagig Balav, he didn't know that he wasn't allowed to eat Truma. The Gemara asks, Hakal Man, who is this Hakal Everyone agrees. Rabbi Yechanan, it's Rabbi Yechanan. The Rabbi Yechanan would agree that the only way he'd be Chayev in this specific case, if he was completely unaware that what he did was wrong. The Gemara says, Pshita, it's Pashit that this is that Rabbi Yechanan would agree in this case. Kiyomar Rabbi Yechanan, the only time Rabbi Yechanan said, you could still be considered a Shagig, even though you knew what you were doing was wrong. That's only in a case where there's Karis. But when there's no Karis in a specific scenario, lie. He wouldn't he wouldn't say that you'd still be considered a Shagig if you knew what you were doing was wrong. And the case of Truma doesn't have any Karis attached to it. If a person eats Truma, he's not Chayav Karis. So therefore, obviously Rabbi Yechanan would agree he, the only way he's considered a Shagig is if he didn't know that what he was doing was wrong. The Gemara says, no, it's still a chenish. You might think, if a person eats Truma on purpose, some sort of death penalty from Shemayim, so that's in place of the usual punishment of Karis and other Lavim. And when he's shagig regarding its Misa, meaning he doesn't know that he would be Chayv Misa B'day Shemayim, he would also be considered a Chayv for doing it B'shagig. Kamash Malan, the Chiddush is, he has to be completely unaware that what he's doing is Aser to be considered a shagging in the case of Truma. Rava Amar, Rava disagrees with the Bayi and he says, Misa v'makam kar semenes, Misa is in place of kares, v'chaymish makam karbon kai, and chaymish is in the place of carbon. And so therefore, anything Rabbi Yechon had previously told us regarding a lav that has kares and shagig applies to Truma, which has Misa b'day shemaim and a chaymish. Continues the Gemara, Amar Rav Huna, hayim hach b'darcha, person's going along the way, but midbar, he's in the desert, v'ini adayim asay Shabbos, he doesn't know when Shabbos is. Minashisha yamim, he counts six days, and he guards the seventh day as Shabbos. He guards one day as Shabbos, and then he counts six. But my commitment what exactly are they arguing about? It's like the creation of the world that first there was six days of work and then there was Shabbos. He was created right before Shabbos, so that means his first day of existence was Shabbos, and then he had six days of work. Mesmi the Gemara asked a question from a Brisa. A person's going along the way, the day must say Shabbos, he doesn't know when Shabbos is. He guards one day to six. What does that mean? My love, my shisha, umshamri mechad. Does that not mean that he counts sixth and then the seventh is considered Shabbos? The Gemara says, Loi, Meshamri mechad, umayna shisha. He guards the first day of Shabbos and then he counts six. The Gemara says, That can't be. So, Meshamri mechad, lishisha. It says he guards one day to six. Then, Meshamri mechad, umayna shisha, umbayalei. It should have said he guards one day and then counts six. Why does it say he guards one day to six? It means he guards the seventh day after six days of work. We have another brass that says explicitly, He counts six, and then the seventh is considered Shabbos. Is that he first counts six, and then seven, not the other way around. Rabbi tells us, Every single day that he's lost, He does exactly what he needs for his sustenance, except for that day where he's not allowed to do any work because he's treating it as Shabbos. The Gemara says, On that day he should die. He doesn't have with what to support himself. He doesn't have any sustenance, any food or anything. So we say, no. Is he 
the day beforehand, meaning his Friday, he did two things, meaning one for Friday, one for Shabbos. The Gemara says, But maybe yesterday was Shabbos. If he's treating every single day as a potential Shabbos, so maybe his Friday was really the real Shabbos. We say, okay, fine, you're right. Every single day he's allowed to do exactly what he needs for that day. Even on that day, meaning even on his Shabbos. And on that day, but my how does he recognize, how does he make a differentiation that today is Shabbos? He makes Kiddush and Avdallah. This is just to remind himself that there's something called Shabbos and then when he gets redeemed and he... They, Find him, he'll remember that there's something called Shabbos. Amarav Rav says, If he remembers partially what day he left, meaning he remembers he left a certain number of days ago, he just doesn't remember which day it was. He's allowed to do malacha all of that day because he most definitely didn't leave on Shabbos. So if he remembers that he left, let's say, 10 days ago, then from 10 days ago, he'll count seven days, and every seventh day, he's allowed to do work completely on that day. The Gemara says, Prita, isn't that self-understood? Obviously, he didn't leave on Shabbos, so what's the Chiddush? We say, no, you might think even the Shabbos Lenafik, he for sure didn't leave on Shabbos, and Bimali Shabbat the Nami Lenafik, he also didn't leave on Erev Shabbos, because it's not covered Shabbos to leave on Erev Shabbos. So perhaps he should be able to have two days that he's allowed to work. Well, and this person, even if this fellow left on Thursday, he should be allowed to do at least two days of malacha in his lost wandering state, not only one. The Chiddush is, Kamash Molan, that no, sometimes he's going to find the caravan that's leaving on Erev Shabbos, and it will turn out that he left on Erev Shabbos. So since there is a possibility that he would have left on Friday if it would have been very convenient for him, we can't say with utmost certainty that he didn't live leave on Friday. Therefore, we can only say that with utmost certainty, he didn't leave on Shabbos, so he's allowed to work on Shabbos. Again, this is the situation where he remembers how many days ago he left. In the instance where he didn't remember how many days prior he left, so then he would have to do like our our discussion, six days and then the seventh is Shabbos. Back to the Mishnah, we had said a day Iker Shabbos, if a person knows about Shabbos, he just forgets from Shabbos to Shabbos, he has to bring a new chatas for every Shabbos that he does malachas. The Gemara says, how do we know this? We have two psukim. It says, the Bnei Yisrael should guard the Shabbos. This is singular. And another Pesach says, you shall guard my Shabbosos, Plural. Haketzad. What do we learn from these two psukim? V'sham ruvnei yisrael shabbos. They should guard the shabbos. Singular. Shmira achas l'shabbos is harbe. That means that there's a commandment of one guarding for many different shabbosos. V'es shabbosos hay to shmiru. This is the plural form. It's shmira achas l'chol shabbos v'shabbos. We're commanded to have a individual guarding for every single shabbos. The first pasuk teaches us that if he was over across many different Shabbases, if he never knew about Shabbos, then he would only bring one Chathas. And the second Pasuk, which is the plural form, tells me that every single Shabbos has its own Chathas attached to it also. The Gemara says, Matzik, Flor, Benachem, Bar Yitzchak, the opposite makes sense. The Pasuk that says it in the singular form, that really should be the Pasuk that tells us that each and every Shabbos has its own unique Chathas. And the plural form of the Pasuk tells us that there's one Shmir for many different Shabbases, and that's the Pasuk that teaches us that when one does Molacha across many different Shabbases, he's only Chayv one Chathas. There's no Machlekes between the two of them in terms of the Halacha. Everyone agrees that if a person never knew about Shabbos and he transgressed many Molachas across many Shabbases, he would only bring one Chathas. And that if he knew about Shabbos, he just forgot from Shabbos to Shabbos, he would bring one Chathas for each Shabbos. The whole Machlekes is just which Pasuk teaches me which. Everyone should have a fantastic day.